and welcome back to My Dead Dragon. I am your host, Catherine LaRanger. I am so excited and honored to be in conversation with Valerie Connell today. This is going to be a powerful, powerful conversation. Um, Valerie is, uh, she's in Montreal, Quebec. She's the oldest of three children and she's a divorced mother of two, currently working as an organizational change management specialist at Pratt & Whitney Canada. And she's also an avid yoga practitioner and teacher and a certified life coach. And her passion really is to help women recover from alcoholism and codependent and coercive relationships. And I love this next part. Honestly, when I read this, I'm like, girl, yes. (laughs) Valerie describes herself as being in recovery from life so far (laughs) and, and continues to learn how to bring healing and closure to maladaptive ways of being in the world so that she can help others with their unique journey. So Valerie, thank you for joining me today. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And so, so I would love it if you would share a little bit about what's your story, what, you know, the, the theme is my dead dragon waking up and realizing like, Oh crap, I got, I got to be the hero of my own life or heroine of my own life. What does that look like? So what's your story? Oh, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to be here. It's a, it's a pleasure. Um, so you know, thinking of thinking about, you know, that that moment when I realized I was I when when I realized that I was going to have to be the heroine in my own story, I had absolutely no idea how to go about it. It was such a frightening um, task for me um, because I was completely unequipped to do it and I knew it, but I didn't know what to do about it. And I had this I first had this sensation I think it was probably November of 1988 or 89. I was in third year university and I suddenly realized that I was way behind on one of my international relations classes. I like the the way the way this whole process went down. It was so weird. I suddenly panicked. Oh, my God, I'm I I haven't even started the essay. And then I thought, well, I'll just drop the class. And then it hit me. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing about life in general. And thus began this, this, this complete meltdown. I mean, I literally had a total meltdown and it was, it was the beginning of many. (laughs) And, you know, it was just this, it was just this, this sudden awareness of how vulnerable and, and Mm. unprepared I was for, for life because of skills and things that I hadn't picked up when I was, when I was younger. And it was an absolutely terrifying thing to me. And it, and it got me into paralysis of analysis. And, and I, I, I spent a lot of time in bed. I spent a lot of time crying. Um, I tried therapy. It was the first time I heard of adult children of alcoholics, which is Mm. something that we'll, that we'll, you know, get back to because that's, that's part of the story. You know, part of, Mm. part of the story is, is growing up with a, with an alcoholic father and a mother who wasn't happy about it and had some, had some struggles of her own. And, you know, growing up very isolated and really the only thing that I had going for me was my, was my intellect, was my brains. And I was, my, my ego and my sense of self um, 
were so completely wrapped up in that, that anytime I didn't know something, it would create a huge state of panic. So fast forwarding mm. to that moment in my, in my dorm room, that was what kind of shaped that whole, that whole thing. So that was the, be, that was the beginning of, um, you're in it now, kid. <laughs> and it's, and <laughs> it's on. all, and it's all up to you, but, but also this, this total panic. Cause I, I don't mm. know how old was I like 20. <laughs> Well, and, and with that, there's this, this inherent idea that somehow everybody else has it figured out. Yes, exactly. Yes. I'm the only person on the planet who doesn't know what she's doing. And, you know, everybody else in my dorm room, they all have their career paths all planned out. Yes. It was very much this feeling of being completely alone in, in Mm -hmm. the world, which, which was also a part of how I always felt my, my mm. first childhood memory is I think being three or four years old and standing at the end of my driveway and watching other kids playing and wondering mm. how they knew how to do that. Mm. Like I, I genuinely remember that, Yeah, you know, so always feeling like an outsider and always mm. feeling like, like I didn't know what to do and that there was something wrong with me because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Instead of, yeah. you know, fast forward to now. And it's like, nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody <laughs> knows what they're doing. We're all just and, and it's, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're all just, yeah, we're all figuring it out as we go. Yeah. But, you know, that's a, that, that's an almost 35 year process to get to, to get to that realization. So it's, yeah, um, yeah it's been, it's been a long journey. So it's, it's been quite a journey from, from that night of panic to, to where we are today. Yeah. And so, so how did you proceed? So this, this, this panic, like I, Oh crap, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know how to do this life thing. Um, I, I latched, I latched on to people who I thought were, were interesting. Um, mm. I, I changed my major a couple of times. I was, I was, I was always very changeable. Um, and my best friend at the time got pregnant and I threw myself completely into that because, because I didn't have like my own thing. It's like, well, I'll make this thing my thing. Yeah. And that's been a, that's been a big, that that's been a big pattern. Yeah. And in a lot of my relationships, not having my own sense of self and not having my own goals and not having my own, um, you know, sense of sense of purpose, I would mm-hmm. I would adopt mm-hmm. other people's yeah. as my own. I've I've learned yeah. that that's sort of like the, the that's like the the chameleon expression of codependency. I'd say that's the like classic ACOA, right? That over over functioning kind of like yes. okay, well I'll just I'll be so I, I, I want to be I want to be needed, you yeah. know. Yeah, very yeah, much. and and to have to, you know, this feeling that you have to take care of everybody around you. Yes. And that that's going to give you a sense of stability and safety and purpose and meaning. And yeah. Very much so classic, classic caretaker chameleon. Yeah. Yeah. I relate. (laughs) I feel seen. Very, very, very emotionally needy. Very. Which, um, which makes it, which makes it difficult to, to love. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I recently had this, um, 
moment, like recent, like within the last couple of weeks, I was, I was making, I was making amends to, to an ex-boyfriend and I had this idea, you know, why do I keep attracting emotionally unavailable men? And then all of a sudden the download came, you know, Valerie, maybe you're emotionally unavailable. Did you ever think of that? And it was like, oh, that was an ouchy little truth bomb there. You know, the, uh, for, for as much as I need, I avoid, I, yeah. You know, because I, it's because I'm so, I, I'm so afraid of, mm. of getting it. Cause I'm not going to know what to, what to do with it. I mean, it's yeah. You, crazy, well, your system, crazy stuff. Yeah, your it's, system it's, it's, doesn't it's, know, right. You don't know how to regulate that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love you. I hate you. I yeah. feel that you're really into me. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back and forth. Yeah, the, the attachment, the attachment avoidant dance. So, yes. so that was yes. a, so that was a big thing. So that's, that's prompted me to really, to really look at my motives, you know, mm. have, and, and, you know, have I really, have I really loved somebody or have I actually, or have I just needed something from them? Wow. That's, am I, that's... am I giving, am I giving in order to get, is this, a, is the, has this been transactional? I, you know, in, mm. in the moment feeling, feeling like, um, feeling like there's love, but then, mm. but then having to, to chase it when I feel like maybe it's starting to wane a bit really messed up, you know, it's just, it, it's really messed up stuff, but it, it's, it's really, um, it's, it's, it's childish, yeah. but because that's where it comes from. So that's that insecure attachment. Yes. Very much so. So, so I love that you recognize that, Hey, there's a pattern. I'm running a pattern because we're all running a pattern of some sort or another, right. And to be able to recognize it. So where in that process, did you, did you realize like, okay. And and not in like an, Oh crap, I'm responsible for my, my life, but like, okay, like I, I get to, I get to create my life. So yes, I, 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 I need to be the hero. Well, and being the hero of your own life is a choice, right? Sure. Yes. Because, you know, with, with, uh, you know, certain aspects of the, of the, of the childhood that I had and, and the codependency and everything. And, and, and then on top of that being in very with, and, you know, be, because of the type of codependency and, and certain aspects of, of, you know, family of origin, you know, traumatic stuff. Um, just being, being very vulnerable to, to manipulative and Mm. and predatory types of, of people, you know, that's been, that's been a big, that that's been part of the story as well. Um, where was I going with that? But it was real realizing that, that I needed to do something Mm. about that, you know, um, that, you know, I, I really, I really had to look at what was, at what was allowing that, that dynamic to, Mm. to continue as well. So that's, so that's been the catalyst for, Mm. um, for the growth, for the growth to date. That's been, that's been the theme of, Mm. of the last, of the last few years, Mm. uh, is, um, learning how to recognizing that I needed to, to rebuild myself, like a, like an actual capital S self learn, learn boundaries, understand how my mind works. And Mm -hmm. yeah, like now, now I get to, now I get to choose. I went through a period when I was, you know, when I was in my early twenties, I went through a very angry young woman 
period. Mm-hmm. And I was really, I was really angry with my parents and I, and I blame them for a lot of stuff. And then, you know, fast forward to me being not exactly mother of the year, I can say with, <laughs> with, with complete, with complete honesty, um, not, not intending to replicate aspects of my family of origin. I didn't intend to become an alcoholic parent, but it, it's interesting being, being both, you know, I'm a child of an alcoholic. I'm also an alcoholic parent. And I, you know, I lived in a certain type of environment and I, and I created aspects of, of that environment. So it's, it's really been interesting being on both sides of the, of the equation, but, but realizing that, that I'm the one who has to bring closure to all of this stuff mm. that, um, that I can, I can acknowledge the, 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 um, the absence of things, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the, the types of, the types of, of emotional bonding and all of that stuff that, that every single human being on the planet needs. Like there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing there's nothing unique about my emotional needs. It's every yeah. single human yeah. requires, you know, certain, you know, certain, certain stuff. And if you don't yeah. get that stuff, then you're left to figure it out on your own. And, you know, five-year-olds aren't all that skilled at figuring this stuff <laughs> out. So when you're, so when you're showing up, you know, aesthetically as an adult, but it's really, it's really a five-year-old that's driving yeah. the bus you know, so, so it's, it's recognizing that and it's like, okay, I'm going to have to be the parent. I'm going to have to be the one to figure out how to give myself what, what I, what I didn't get Mm -hmm. and to learn and, and to just, and to just accept that that's the work that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, and it's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. my parents, my parents aren't bad people, not at, not at, not at all. And the whole, you know, the whole idea of we're all doing the best we can with what we have, where we are, we know what we eat. All of those slogans that sometimes they make you crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a short but, trip um, for some of us. Yeah, exactly. Except, except that they're true. So, yeah. so getting out of getting out of the victimhood and the learned helplessness and all of that stuff and the, the very, you know, all of the passivity of my childhood, which then made me mm. vulnerable to certain types of personalities and that created its, its own thing. So having to, having to unwrap all of that starting, starting a few years ago and, um, therapy and courses and seminars mm. and webinars and books and hundreds of hours of yoga and, (laughs) you know, all of, you know, a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of acceptance, a lot of honesty. Yeah. All all of those things are really required. And so you, you know, you mentioned a couple of years ago, really like really leaning into, okay, like I'm, I'm going to do the work of discovering who I am, of reparenting myself, of you know, what are my boundaries? What is a boundary? What even is that? Am I, you know, I've, yeah, that's, that's a thing. What is a boundary? What's a healthy boundary? So how did you get to the point where you said, okay, I'm going to become the victor, not the victim here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to put that down, but I'm going to put that down and I'm going to step into, to being the hero, being the victor, being the heroine. Well, 
strangely, it's been by helping other people. Mm. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's that's how that's how I've been able to make the most sense mm. of of where I've been and and the work that I need to do and the work that I need to continue to do. And that is by giving all of it meaning by helping other people who are on a similar journey. That's really, yeah, that's really been it for me. Yeah. And, and I love that as a guide, as a coach, as a mentor, really, and truly you, you want someone who's maybe a couple steps ahead of you because they, yes. they, they know like really intimately where you're walking right now. And yes, there's absolutely value for people who are, you know, like they're kind of like complete on the path, but really, and truly as you're navigating those challenging portions of the journey to have someone mm -hmm. who's like, okay, I, I've got you, you can do this. Right. And I, there, I, I often feel that uh, that I've taken certain bullets so that other people don't have to <laughs> mm. depend as, especially depending on where they are in their journey. You know, yeah. if I had, you know, I, I left a particularly, um, destructive relationship a number, a number of years ago. And, and I wish that I had better understood what it was in terms of what it had done to me and, mm. and how it had warped a lot of my perceptions of, of myself, as well as, as well as certain realities of the, of the personality of the, of the other person, because then I would have, I would have made very different decisions about mm. how to leave that. I, like I, I, there, there's no question that I would have taken my children and gone to a shelter. Mm. If I, if I had better understood where I was at the, right. at the time. Right. And so now, you know, I've, I've actually had conversations with, with other women and, and, um, there was one woman in particular who was about to do what I had done. And I said, Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Do not, mm. do not leave without your children. Do not. Mm. And so it's, it's, it's great to be able to to share things from a, from a real yeah. place of, from a real place of knowing. Yeah, truly. Yeah. I, um, I joke that I was, I have a flat spot on my head. I joke, I think I was born with it. I joke that I was born with it because I was going to decide to take the hard route in life so many times. Right. So it's like, okay, yeah. so other people don't have to, so other people don't have right. to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, what do you think were the biggest challenges or are the biggest challenges in this process, right? Recognizing that we're all, we're all constantly in process. Uh, being kind, being kind with myself, mm. being, being forgiving of, of myself. One of the things that's you know, it's, it's one thing to figure out my own stuff and figure out how I, how I got here. And it's, and, you know, now I can, now I can learn the tools and the, and the skills and, and the mindset and the, the way of, you know, I can, I can heal myself fine. I can, I can bring the closure that I need to bring fine. It's, it's when I, it's when I reflect on the things that I have done that have hurt other people, that mm. is, that is really, really hard to, um, 
to manage at times. That's, that's really difficult. And something that used to be a challenge, but isn't anymore. And I, and I'm, and I'm mentioning this because I think it's, it's really helpful is I used to get so frustrated when I would think that, you know, when I, when I would learn something, I would, I would, I would handle a situation well. And I would think, oh, I'm all better now. (laughs) I'm all fixed now. And then something, and then laughing with you, right? Okay, (laughs) exactly. And then, and then then a situation would come up that I wouldn't handle so skillfully. And it would be like, oh, I'm still sick. I'm still Mm. a mess. I'm still Mm -hmm. an F up and everything. And it's like, no, you're just, you're just human. And, and realizing and realizing that part of that has to do with this, um, you know, the, the mindset around making mistakes, you know, Mm -hmm. and that, that being something else that I could, that I could trace back, you know, always wanting to be right and always wanting to be perfect because I needed that validation and and all of that stuff. And sometimes, sometimes there wasn't a tolerance for, for making mistakes Mm -hmm. either. And things like that can be so, can be so hard on kids, but you know, it's, it's just the, the constant going, going back. It's like, oh, that's where it comes from. And, and also, and also just not, not judging all of that, just, just noticing it and accepting it without having to get into a whole story about how unfair it was that I didn't, mm. you know, that, that, that stuff, you know, the, the stories really need to be dropped there. There comes a point when, yeah. when they're, they're not, it's, it's not beneficial. And, and so yeah. really, the, the practice, the practice becomes just being able to, to notice, to notice my stuff mm-hmm. when it's happening. And it's like, oh, there's, there's that. And it, it actually reminds me of a story. One of my favorite teachers, Ram Das, in one of his many lectures, he talks about how, you know, even though he studied all of this Buddhism and practiced all of this meditation and done all of this yoga and the psychedelics and all of this stuff, I don't, he said, I don't think that I've cured a single neurosis. I just think I just call them my schmooze and I invite them for tea. <laughs> and, you know, I heard that and it's like, that is it. That is it exactly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, there's my wounded inner child. Oh, there's my there's my need for validation. Oh, there's my this. Oh, there's my that. And it's like, and okay, so what would be the best way of dealing with this today, mm. given given what I've got? And it's just, you know, it's it's just it's just going through, it's just going through through life. It isn't, it isn't even about, you know, managing trauma or anything like that. It's like just what to do when this happens. And that yeah. that's a really, that's a really great place to be. Yeah. Just being able to do that, to just notice and tend to it. And and that I think is is like that, that's all that's that's what the work is. Mm. So this idea that I need to fix myself, this idea that I'm broken and I have to fix mm. myself. It's like, I'm not, I'm not broken. I'm just, I'm, I'm unskilled or, yeah. you know, my, th- this is a maladaptive behavior or yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. So what can I do instead? Yeah. Yeah. And, tr- and truly, you know, being able to come from that choice point where we're, cause we're all running a pattern, multiple patterns about how yes. we show up in life. 
And if we're not aware of it, it, it doesn't mean it's not there. It just means we're not aware of it. So as we develop that awareness, then we have choice. Correct. Okay. So here, here I go, or here I have this tendency to go and I can, I can feel myself getting ready to react in a certain way and to be able to be like, okay, hmm. so that's an option. It is. It's an option. Would I love that? Or would I love to show up differently here? Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if it's differently, well, then what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Who is, who is the woman I am becoming? Right. Who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? Yeah. yeah. And those are, those are exercises, but you know, those are, those are things that I need to look at, you know, quite, quite frequently as I, as different, as different things come up, you know, you, you mentioned the, the, the position at Pratt and Whitney, that's a, that's a new, that's a relatively new thing. So I really had to give some thought and it, and it's something that I've never done before. And it's, it's very much a, I know that I can do this. I like, I haven't done it before, but I know that I can, I know that I can do it. Like, I know yeah. that I've got this, you know, what, what does the Pratt and Whitney girl look like? And I, I, yeah. actually, I actually did that exercise one afternoon. You know, what does the, what does the Pratt and Whitney girl do? You know, how yes. do I, what does she think? What does she say? How does she show up? How does she yes. talk to people? Why is, why is she there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and gosh, darn it. If it isn't all working, <laughs> it's, and- it's, it's, it's working. It's, it's, it's great because I gave some thought to it and people like, people like the Pratt and Whitney girl yeah. and people, and people like the recovery coach and people like yeah. the yoga teacher and people, yeah. people like me. It's, huh. it's an incredible, it's an incredible, and that's a really amazing thing to be able to say, because for most mm. of my life, it's like, I, you know, everybody, like nobody cares. Yeah, I've gone from nobody cares to gosh, darn it. People like me. What was that oh. thing? Was that oh Saturday yeah. That night Saturday night. I, that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> right. Oh. The, the, the mirror affirmations. Yeah. Good yeah, enough. The, I'm Jack smart Handy enough. Or and something. gosh, darn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and gosh, darn it. People like me. So, yeah. There you go. And I, I love that, that we can all consciously choose how we want to show up to our lives. Right. And, yes. and to be clear, it's not about putting on a facade about how we think like, oh, the Pratt and Whitney girl should look and act like this, but it's what is the, how is Valerie showing up as the Pratt and Whitney right. woman? Because, right? yeah, because I made a decision I was going to show up a certain way for the interview, Yes, which clearly worked because here we are. And it's like, okay, so so how am I gonna how am I gonna show up to my yeah. to my team at to to my team at work? How am I going to serve? Yeah. How and can coming I serve from that? Can, yeah. Yeah, coming from that internal, right? So not that external, Correct. like kind of idea of I have to show up in a certain way for the people around me, you know, based yeah. on what I think they think or want. But who am I authentically? What is that yeah. authentic expression of myself? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's going, it's going really well. You know, I was, I was, I was sharing today with my supervisor, my, my thoughts and approach on the first project that I've been assigned. And, and she said, wow, I really like what I'm hearing. So there well, you So there it well is. Well done. You know, well done. Yeah. 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 So you can, you know, you keep, 
we always keep hearing, you know, you, you gotta be yourself mm. and it really does work. Yeah. And it, but it takes depending, depending on where you're coming from, it, it takes time. It takes time to figure that out. And, and Nikki Myers, who is somebody that I really admire, she defines codependency as the disease of the lost self. Mm. And I really, and I have, I, you know, I couldn't endorse that idea mm-hmm. more, more strongly. So depending on where we're coming from that, you know, that's, that's certainly, that's certainly the starting point. But if I can, if I can get clear on who I really am, what I feel my purpose is, what is in in a very deep, in a very deep way, like what is my, what is my soul's purpose? What is my Dharma? Why was I put here? Yeah. Um, I can, I can, and, and finding out how I can express that as an organizational change management specialist. Yeah. <laughs> Cause those things are and possible. Also, and also <laughs> as a yoga teacher and also as a recovery yeah. coach and yeah. also as a, as a teacher of the universal laws. And I mean, it's just, there's no, there's no end to, to how, to mm. how it can be expressed, how it can be put forth. It's, it's really exciting. So what advice would you give to people to help them discover their true self to, to start that, you know, depending on where they are in that process of becoming the heroine, the hero of their own life, how do you start to get to know yourself and who that is? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a path of, it's a path of rigorous honesty. That's, that's Mm. for, that's for sure. It, it, it entails, um, it entails becoming rigorously honest with myself about what Mm. kind of life I really want to have and, um, not giving the other voices in my head that aren't even mine an audience Mm -hmm. anymore. It's, I don't, I don't need anybody's approval and I don't need anybody to sign off on it. It only, it only needs to be okay with me. And, and it's okay for me to feel that way, which is a huge freaking deal. I'm sure for a lot, because it sounds, it sounds so selfish and Mm self-centered. Um, I would call it I would call it rational self-interest. You know, I don't think, you know, some people, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with, with being self-centered in the sense that I wish to center my activities on being in service of what my soul's desire is, what my, what Mm -hmm. I really feel I'm, I'm here to do. Um, it doesn't make, it doesn't make me a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just, it just makes me, me, but yeah. it, it, you know, it, it doesn't create any, any kind of hierarchy. It, th- this isn't yeah. about feeling, this isn't about feeling better or superior or yeah. more awake or more anything to yeah. anybody else. This is just, you know, I'm 53 years old and it's, you know, if not now, then when, and I think that was one of Hillel's great Mm. sayings. If, you know, it's gotta be, if not me, then who? Yeah. I'll have to look up that quotation and send it to you. Cause that, that really encapsulates this idea of it it is, it is entirely, it is entirely up to me. 
And so I'm going to have to figure out what I want that to be. And so it just, it just start, but it, it really does. It really starts with a lot of rigorous honesty and, and dropping mm. a lot of stories, you know, mm. doing, a, doing a, doing an inventory of, mm. of my, of my thoughts and my, you know, how do I think about myself and where do those thoughts come from? And are they even mine? And yeah. do I agree with them? Yeah. 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 Cause we have a choice about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and knowing that not everybody's gonna gonna love what's going on, but you know, yeah. But imagine okay. imagine if we all really took care of ourselves in a loving way. I, I right. believe that when we are connected to our capital S self, it it is it's a it, there's a an openness, a freedom, an aliveness that comes with that. It's not about competition or one up. It's not about that at all. It's not selfish in the way that we think of it in our society no, not at all it's really no, it's you, a self-love you see, it, you see it in the you see it you see it in other people yeah. as 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 i start to develop my my true self i see it in in everybody else's and one of the one of the um the statements from the bhagavad-gita that i really try to to practice and and to really live up to is they live in wisdom who see themselves in all and all in them Mm. And that's, that's like the, that's one of the primary ideas mm. of, of my life. It, that, that to me is, is one of the truest, the, the truest truths. And one of the, one of the noblest things to, to aspire to mm. is to, is to really, is to really see that, to know that like, yeah. we really are all one. We really yeah. are all love and, and it's not, and it's not hippy dippy. You know, yeah, like it's it really it really is true. And the kinder I've learned to be to myself, and trust me, it's still very much a work in progress. <laughs> but the kinder I can be to myself, the kinder I can be to other people, and to encourage them mm-hmm. to be kind as well. You know, especially yeah. you know a lot of people that I that I interact with are are new, like 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 within the first few days of of stopping drinking for example. Mm. And so there's a lot of, you know, self-criticism, like there's a, you know, they're, they're not, they haven't stopped drinking because they're feeling good. I mean, they're, they're not, they're not coming to meetings because they're having a good time. And so, but it's really, really important to instill that idea of being really kind to yourself and really gentle to yourself and Mm. be like, be really patient and, you know, drink water and take a nap, you know, that yeah, like really basic stuff. So yeah. self-care is a big part of, of the process too, yeah. because our, and, and our bodies, our bodies hold everything. And they do. You know. Yep. And learning how to take care of yourself. Correct. And what that looks like without substances, substances or other addictive things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your next level on your journey? If we think about the hero's journey, right? And, right. And the, her- the heroine's journey. The heroine's journey. What's your next level? Well, I would have to, I would, I would have to say it's very much happening now. <laughs> I'm very, <laughs> Yay. I'm, I'm very much, I'm very much in it now. And that is to, to continue to refine um, how I'm, how I'm showing up. I'm making, I'm making decisions about relationships 
really just mm. dis- really deciding to to insist on what it is that that I want and and get out of the habit of settling mm. so that's that's a big thing that's a big thing for me that's happening right now in yeah. in real time well that's done a, that's a big one that's a well big one. done something is not better than nothing yes especially when something erodes your sense of self or, or it just isn't, it just isn't in alignment. See, here's, yeah, here's, the, here's yeah. the really, here's the really interesting thing. The, the, the person that I'm going through this with now is, is a lovely human being. And that isn't what it's about. It's just either, either what we both want is the same mm. or it isn't. Mm-hmm. And if it isn't, it's okay. Yeah. Just let it go. Like, yeah. and it's, and it's fine and it's good. And it's nothing that I need to feel broken up over. It's just, it's this, it's this radical acceptance of how things truly are instead of Mm -hmm. how I would like them to be, or is there something that I could do to make it be Mm -hmm. what I think it wants it to be? And and all of this, you know, the the codependent cray cray. It's like that contorting. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it, it either is or it isn't Yeah. either, either way it's fine. Yeah. How liberating. Yes. How liberating. Yeah, it really is. And so you're, you're a life coach as well and a recovery, a recovery, a recovery coach. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, so how can people connect with you if they would love to hear more about that? The best, uh, the best way to connect with me is you can go to my website, ValerieConnell.com. And there's, there's a link where you can schedule a call. So if you have if you have questions about your own drinking or about somebody else's, um, you know, COVID has COVID has done a bit of a number on people. Um, also, especially where it comes to especially when it comes to women women with um, women with 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 trauma with challenging relationships with pre existing anxiety and and mm-hmm. depression. Uh, when they have that stuff going on, sometimes, sometimes we self-medicate and, yep. um, we, yep. we certain, you know, we, and we have this mommy juice culture, which sort of normalizes regular drinking as a way of dealing with stress. And so mm. sometimes, sometimes what works for a while stops working and you wonder if gee, is this mm. a problem or could it be a problem? Or maybe you're concerned about somebody else or, mm. you know, we can, we can just have a, we can have a, a completely open non-judgy yeah. conversation about that. And we, we live in a time where we have really fantastic recovery options mm. that are, that are available. So there, there's a, there's a, there's a number of, of ways mm. um, of approaching the problem. So mm, awesome. And I will put your website in the show notes as well. Oh, thank you. So any, um, any last words for our listeners, or is there anything you'd want to share with someone who's just, they're maybe kind of at that wake up point. They're maybe at the kind of like, holy crap point. Yeah. What would you, what would you say to them? Um, welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and it's gonna be it's it's gonna be ouchy but it's gonna be okay yeah just um ask for help 
and let people help you. Mm. And those are, those are two things I wish I had done a lot earlier. Yeah. In, in my game, let me tell you something like it's, it's okay to need, to need help. If more people would say, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Cause none of us really do. We're all figuring out, then, figuring it out. you know, it would be, it would be, it's like, Oh dude, me neither. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. And when, and one day you'll be able to help somebody else too. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Valerie. I so appreciate our conversation and um, really looking forward to, to sharing this with the listeners. So thank you so much. And so for people listening, if you could like subscribe, whatever, all the things that you do to a podcast, that would be great. <laughs> and I look forward to connecting again. <laughs>